I'm Emma, founder of Personal Development Time and host of the Pick Me Up podcast. The perfect go-to for a quick but effective pick-me-up at the times when you need it the most. Designed for mums with their needs in mind. I am delighted to welcome you back to season two and thank you all for your support and for being here. In season one, my aim was to provide you with super quick, short and easily accessible episodes that you could listen to when you most needed it. So please, mummies, keep referring back to those when you need that pick-me-up throughout the day. In season two, it felt really important to me to expand on this a little further. So whilst they aren't quite as short, they will be covering all of the topics that as mums, we feel we need to talk about, but often feel like we can't. So the theme for season two is all about keeping it real. Something that you will all know I feel extremely passionate about when it comes to being a mum. New episodes are released every Wednesday. I look forward to sharing them with you. And please feel free to leave a review at the end too. So make sure that you subscribe to be notified when they are released. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Hi everybody. Firstly, welcome back to season two. It is so good to have you here. I am incredibly excited to share today's episode with you as believe it or not, this has actually been ready and waiting for you since before the birth of my daughter, but that's life with a newborn, I guess. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about that feeling of grieving your old life pre-children something which I know many of us feel, yet almost have this feeling that we can't or shouldn't talk about it. And I think it's that notion that, you know, it's almost like we've chose to have this baby, so we should be really happy with that life now. But of course, you know, things are going to be different. And I know from my own experience that there is a piece of you at times that wishes that you could go back to those more carefree days where you could just have a lie in whenever you wanted or you could wake up and do whatever you choose you want to do with that day and whenever you want to do it as well. And honestly, when I first felt like this, I actually felt guilty. I felt like I shouldn't be having these thoughts. But when I spoke to so many mums, I found out that they also had this feeling as well. So if you can relate to any of that, then I hope that today's episode will show you that all of those feelings are completely normal and they will also show you how you can deal with them as well. So today I'm joined uh, on the episode by the very lovely, the upbeat and the beautiful Michelle. Uh, She is a certified life life coach over at Emotional Resilience Coach, both on Instagram and YouTube. So head over and check her out. Um, Now, having come through an abused childhood, Michelle actually suffered for many years with complex PTSD and feelings of not being good enough. And, you know, healing and and self-growth to become the best version of ourselves can be so complex and challenging. Um, But Michelle's passion is to continually learn new skills, thoughts and tools that can help herself and others to navigate the world and all that it throws at us. So Michelle brings to the table her experience, her knowledge 
and lessons in building resilience as we continue to pick ourselves up and evolve into the best version of ourselves. I got so much from this episode myself, so I absolutely know that you are going to love it. Uh, There are so many nuggets in there that go way beyond this topic itself um, and actually help us with our take on motherhood as well. So sit back, relax, here it is and enjoy. Hi Michelle, so thanks for joining me today. Um, I'm really excited to, to have you on because I know that you're you're not only going to be able to uh, um, apply your professional knowledge and expertise, but also your own personal experience being a mum yourself. So um, so let's get stuck in, shall we? Um, yeah. Something something that I felt was really important to discuss um, during these keeping keeping it real episodes was that feeling that we get as a new mum of almost grieving our old life. Um, I think when we when we think of the word grief, it, it's got negative connotations to it, really. And I'm not sure that this grieving of of our old life pre-motherhood is is necessarily negative I think actually there's a lot of excitement um, around it you know many people have thought about having a family for a long time or maybe they've gone through a lot of difficulties to arrive at this point Um, but I think that we have got to add an element of reality here because I think actually we do have to say goodbye to our old way of living Um, at least initially anyway I, I know I know I've definitely felt like that. Obviously, I'm sort of 18 months down the line and um, and, and no, awaiting the, the birth of our second child now. And I certainly, certainly feel like I've had a bit of a, a process to go through in terms of um, really recognising that my life isn't going to be like it, like it was. Um, and that there are there are changes um that obviously I've had to make and it is a lot about out my control um but I think it's a topic that you don't feel like you can easily talk about because it's almost like a bit of a taboo really isn't it um and I think that makes the process then feel quite difficult um there's this notion that you you've got to show to everyone around you that you've got it all together and even show to your kids that you've got it all together um and I think this can feel quite overwhelming really I guess um I know when we were discussing this topic together a few weeks back now you you made such a good point to me um and it will stick with me forever and it was about this importance of being human and and showing to our children actually that you know we're human and allows them to also do the same um and which I I think was just fantastic um do you want do you want to talk about that a little bit more share yeah. it with the listeners because I think so many people will sort of go oh my god yeah um you know and and, and yeah this whole feeling absolutely overwhelming. Um, so I think the thing is that we need to remember about being human is we tend to put so much pressure on ourselves to be super moms and that's all very well except it's not sustainable and it's not realistic and it puts such pressure not just on ourselves but eventually it's something that we're going to be teaching our children to do and they're going to emulate that and they're going to want to copy that and as they do that they're going to learn to put such pressure on themselves and I think that if we just come from a place of 
love and compassion for ourselves and for our children. It's something that they will learn. You know, if we're going to be hard on ourselves, if we're going to be difficult, if we're going to keep berating speaking to ourselves unkindly and you can actually tell when a person does that because it shows up in the way they show up so if a person is being unkind and mean-spirited and they're just having a really crazy day where they're just showing up in a way that isn't conducive to kindness then that person what's happening is that person has a lot of noise going on in their head and all that noise is their self-chatter, which is so negative and degrading and pulls a person down. And so if we can just be kind and forgiving and patient with ourselves and the fact that we are just human beings having a human experience and we're going to have strong power days and we're going to have days where we feel the weight of the world on our shoulders and allow that, just allow that experience it will give us and our children that opportunity to lean into have it more fully and to not feel that there's something wrong with us. I think so often we have such heavy judgment and criticism of ourselves because we put ourselves on this pedestal that we feel that we need to attain and nobody else has put us there. We're doing it to ourselves. We're putting all this pressure on ourselves. And I think if we just allow ourselves that opportunity to just breathe and to just be through it and to just, you know what, I'm a human being and I'm having a human experience and some days it's going to look really yucky and that's okay too. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's really... <laughs> I think I actually think we could almost stop this episode there and everybody would be, would have just took a massive nugget away from this. Um, that, <laughs> that is amazing in itself. And I'm, I'm so pleased that you have just shared it in the way that you have, because I could not have done it justice trying to explain um, with a conversation that we'd had a few weeks back in that way so um, yeah that's that's amazing and I think this whole facade that we put up you know to, to other people um, and thinking about what that is teaching our children that is so powerful um, uh, yeah that's thank you so much um, so you know, if we're looking at this whole um, you know, grieving of, of our old life I mean like I said, I don't think it necessarily has to be that it's all negative, but the reality is that we're not as free as we used to be. Um, you know, like my feelings, for example, I can't just um, pop to the gym whenever I want to go to the gym or uh, get up at whatever time I want to get up because I'm feeling a bit tired that day or, yeah. you know, um, eat whenever I feel like it around work for example or even even fitting work in you know um, you're trying to fit it in with when children are at school at nursery um or they're napping um and all of that makes you feel like oh my goodness this this old life that I had you know I feel like that's it's so far so far away from that now and I think honestly hands up I have found motherhood quite difficult I think I've definitely found it more difficult than I thought I would um which I think is a credit to all the mums around me that I've grown up with that made me think that oh god yeah that's all right actually it's quite easy um (laughs) it's not (laughs) but you know obviously it has it's 
enjoyable moments and it's extremely rewarding but you definitely are on this roller coaster aren't you of, of emotions um and and this feeling of of grieving this old life i mean is this are these feelings that we should almost resist and think no you know i, I shouldn't be feeling like this and this is my new life now and i need to be grateful or or can we sort of step into it a little bit and and do something with those feelings Absolutely. I think the thing is, is that what we tend to do is, you know, firstly, Emma, I think what's really good to realize is that our time isn't our own. And that is actually more of an adjustment than we first realize it's going to be. Because like you say, you know, I mean, there are so many memes and jokes about just getting up and going to the shop and what that looks like, you know, especially if you've got the children in tow. It's not a case of pick up your keys and go. It's, it feels like you're moving house and home <laughs> yeah. when you need to go to the shop. And so it's, it's, it's absolutely an adjustment. And I think that sometimes, you know, it's not something that you're actually ready for or prepared for until you're in the moment because you kind of think to yourself, oh, this looks okay, this looks easy. And often when you're in the moment, you're ready to pull your hair out and think oh my gosh why does this always have to be so hard why does this always have to be so difficult and that's not saying anything I think what we do as mums is what we do is when we when we are hard on ourselves or we do have a complaint we think that we're not being good mums and we think that you know I'm such a terrible person I obviously don't love my child and we have this really polarized black and white thinking. And the thing is, is you can have both. You can absolutely adore your children, think that they are the most fantastic, wonderful beings ever, and you can't imagine your life without them. And that's all true. And yet at the same time, it's really good for us to pause and honor what was. Not to say, oh, I wish I had that, but just to say, that took me, that was part of my journey. That was an important part of who I am because it got me to where I am today. And to just honor those moments, honor those moments of, you know, that was freeing or there was something good in that experience or or something to just, I think, acknowledge it. I think what we do so often when we have these negative experiences is we feel, oh my gosh, this must mean I am a terrible mom. And so what we do is we suppress them and they don't go away. Negative feelings don't go away when we suppress them. And I think what we need to just bear in mind is that this negative feeling is here to bring us a message. That's all it's doing. It's just telling us something is different. Maybe we need to look at it. Or as I said, even if it is just a case of acknowledging it, and there is so much freedom in giving ourselves permission to acknowledge those feelings that are there and to say, you know what, this is hard or I'm having a hard day or I'm having a hard moment or I'm struggling with whatever it is we're struggling with because we're all struggling. We're all things that we're struggling with and to not beat ourselves up or be judgmental or highly critical of ourselves just for being human being and to kind of look at it and say, this is tough. And you know what? It's okay. It's allowed to be tough. It's harder than I expected to be. Because motherhood is like a roller coaster of emotions. We're going to experience all of them. If we're going to have the highs and the highs do come, then we must expect that there were going to be the lows too. Yeah. They are the opposite sides of the same coin. You know, we can't just have 
just one emotion all the time. We live in a dualistic world. So we live with dualistic emotions. And I think the thing is, is to just kind of be kind to ourselves and go, you know what, it's okay. It's okay that I'm battling with this or I'm honoring this part of my life that is now gone. You know, when we grieve, I think what we do is we kind of, as you said, there's this negative connotation about grieving because we think that grieving is only for a death of a loved one and we can grieve and I think it's very healthy when the the time comes and when it's appropriate to grieve the loss or the end of something and it's not to say oh I wish it was this it's to it's to honor it it's to take that moment and say this brought me to where I am in my life and so I'm grateful for that experience and absolutely there are parts of that experience that I'm going to miss And that's okay. I'm allowed to miss them and to acknowledge that because as soon as we resist it, what happens is that that emotion doesn't leave until we have seen it for what it is, until we sit with it and go, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit of I'm missing this. And if we don't do that, what happens is that this emotion compounds and that's when resentment sneaks in. And resentment is very insidious because It's kind of like a really loud toddler shouting until you notice it. And we really just need to do that with our own emotions is realize that these negative emotions, the more we ignore them, the louder they're going to get, just like a toddler gets. And so it's really good for us to just take note of it and say, oh, this is a negative emotion. It doesn't mean anything about me. What we do is we have a negative emotion and then we equate it to, oh, this must mean I'm a terrible person. Mm -hmm. This must mean that I'm unkind. This must mean whatever, fill in the blank that we do to ourselves. Um, A favorite one that we tend to go to is I'm a terrible mom. We immediately judge ourselves as not being good enough. And I think what we need to do is just kind of look at it and go, yeah, I missed it or I, you know, that, that was an amazing time and I appreciate it for what it was. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate what I have now. I just really enjoyed that part of my life then. And I think we're totally allowed to do that. And I think when we lean into it and we allow those emotions to just give us messages, because that's all our emotions are. Our emotions are quick messages for us to just take note of things. If we can make a change, then that's what we do. Um, And in some cases, obviously, in a case of grieving, I think it's just a matter of acknowledgement of just to ourselves saying, yeah, that was a good time. I really enjoyed that. I really like that aspect of my life. Um, And just be aware of polarized thinking. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy the aspect of my life now. I absolutely do. But I'm allowed to have those moments because I'm a human being and they are a part of me. You know, we don't want to squish every part of us down and just say, oh, that, that's a part of me. That's who I am. That's what I experienced. And that was important or that was special or that got me to where I am now. And so I'm grateful for it. I think even if we just take time to be grateful for the journey that we have had, that has taken us to this point in our lives. It goes such a long way into building a good relationship with ourselves. And that's what's so important because the better our relationship with us, the better our relationship will be with our children. Because not only will we feel good within ourselves, but we're teaching our children how to feel good within themselves. 
And it's not about getting external validation. It's about feeling confident and happy within me and that I'm a good person and I try hard and I do a lot and to just acknowledge all those things about ourselves that perhaps we wish somebody else would acknowledge. And I think if we start doing it for ourselves, it takes such a long way in building that relationship with us. And that in turn spills over so that we have good positive relations with others too, especially our children, because they mirror everything that we do. Um, and so I know for some people it kind of goes, it's kind of, it kind of for some people a little bit of, oh my gosh, that's a lot of pressure, but it's <laughs> yeah. not really. Because I can imagine it feels really overwhelming. But the thing is, is that the more comfortable you get with you and, oh, my gosh, I'm just a human being. and Don't put me on any pedestal because I'm going to disappoint everybody. Then and you kind of like this is me that helps your children to have that same viewpoint where they kind of look at you and they go, oh, that's mum. You know, she's having a bad day today and that's OK when she's feeling better. Um, it's going to be better. Yeah. And I think it's just working through the complication of those emotions. Wow. So, um, I, I mean, I, I always listen to podcasts when I'm out walking the dog. And I know that if um, I somebody listens to what you've just said there, I'll be thinking, oh, my God, I need a pen and paper and I need to write all of those <laughs> things down that she's just said because um and actually I was doing some of that even though we've spoken about it so many times I've just found myself writing because it's just wow you know things like those negative feelings are here to bring us a message and the better relationship we can have with ourselves the better it will be with our children they, those are key things that I just think it it does it does almost take the pressure off yourself to say it's okay you know this is everything that I'm experiencing is normal and I guess really what you've just said there you know if anybody was to take some some key points from that it would be allow yourself to feel these feelings don't resist them um, drop the the judgment upon yourself um, that, you're, that you know that you're putting on yourself to, uh, of of how you're doing or whether you should be feeling like this know that it's okay to feel like this and have gratitude for what you have gone through and that actually that's part of your journey to to get you to here now and I think if you can look at I talk about this this old life I mean I I don't really know the best way to to describe it but I guess it is sort of like this 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 other part of your life maybe and maybe that's a better way to put it old life feels a bit negative but this this other part of your life that um you know you've you don't have access to anymore um if, if you can be okay actually that was just part of this journey um and that's that's it's quite powerful i, I think listening to you then i was thinking yeah i can relate to all of this and i guess what we do is we put a lot of our identity onto our life don't we so you know if i think about um <laughs> you know i was a real gym goer and lots lots and lots of personal development um and you know, mindfulness meditation that made up that was like a huge part of my day when i look at it then compared to now um and i see that that was almost those things that i did was part of my identity and you sort of feel like you've lost that a little bit don't you I suppose when when you become a mum um 
it's really easy to feel like you've lost your identity as Emma and you're now mum and there's a bit of you that's craving to get back to that Emma um but yeah, and I think it it evolves as well I think you know we just need to reframe it for ourselves and to find Emma again and kind of look at it from a point of view of you know that was fantastic and that was an awesome experience and this is a fantastic and awesome experience and there were differences to it and to just kind of be aware of those messages that your brain is sending you and to be onto yourself and look at where it is that you are maybe needing a message like what differences can I make what changes can I make and also to hold on to hope that it will evolve so as you have already evolved and you've gone through such a huge transition and becoming a mum, you're going to further evolve as your children get older and to just really embrace that journey of watching Emma and how she grows and who she becomes. And I think so much part of life is really discovering and getting to the core of what resonates with us and who we are as an individual, as Emma, and also as mum, and also the different roles we play as wife, as daughters, whatever that role may be, that we can look at it and see where do I need to make changes? How do I make changes? Do I want to make changes at this time of my life? And to just allow the whole process of it, because life is messy. I think this is the thing is that we seem to think that, you know, life should look a particular way and then life kind of shows up with a big grin on its face because it doesn't look that way <laughs> because it is messy. And I think when we can embrace the messiness of it and kind of go, oh, it, it's, it's not going to look the way I pictured in my head. It's going to look like this and go with it rather than against it and say, this is messy. I am messy because as human beings, we are. We're just messy people because we just have this whole lot of emotion, this range of emotions that we're dealing with constantly. And I think it's this case of, as you're saying, with, with this identity, we get to choose that identity for ourselves. But it doesn't have to happen overnight. I think we put pressure on ourselves and we're like, oh, I need to have this all figured out. Yeah, And definitely. we don't. Yeah, we, we don't have to have it all figured out. It's okay because I think so many of us really acknowledge we're all winging it. And um, some days we're going to hit the nose on the head and it's going to be fantastic. And other days we're going to miss the mark by far. And to allow ourselves, I think to just give ourselves permission to acknowledge that that's okay too. Yeah. And I love that whole idea of it will evolve. Um I spoke about in um, the the last series uh, a phrase that I sort of used to myself uh, as over the last eighteen months about the phases that my son has gone through. Um, you know, you you get sleep progression, you get changes in what they're like with their food or their behaviour or whatever. And and I always just used to, or I still do now, just try and say to myself this phase shall pass <laughs> and you know if, if you can see it like it's it's not here forever um it's just a moment in time and it is going to pass it, you you almost feel like someone's just come along and just took that dead weight off your shoulders and just made mm -hmm. made you feel like okay well we can do this if it's going to pass we can do this and i think then actually just thinking about you know what you said about it, it, it evolving um I almost felt like 
there's there's this well that was my old life and that was Emma and now I'm mum and and this is what mum looks like and the yeah. the two worlds seem so far apart from each other it is crazy um mainly because I feel like I can't get two minutes to catch my breath to even think about anything for me um and I know anyone listening to this is going to think well you've got another one on the way so it's only <laughs> it's only going to get worse <laughs> um, and, and everyone keeps feeling the need to say oh two and a two that's a challenge um but I yeah. think actually if I can then say to myself like I have done with the phases well this is going to evolve it makes me just yeah. think well it's okay then because yeah. If I'm struggling with certain parts now, um, you know, obviously I've had God knows how many years getting used to that other way of life. I've had just 18 yeah. months getting used to this way of life. Um, but it, it's going to evolve again in a couple of months time when, you know, we have a new addition. But then yeah. another 18 months down the line from there, it will it will have evolved even further. Um, so I think that that, again, almost takes that pressure off um, of thinking, I've got to get this nailed. I've got to work out what this way of life is and this new way, you know, I've, I've got to have it all together because this is it now. And I think just think, just thinking to yourself, well, actually it's not, it's going to change. I love that. Um, so yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's, Hey, I've benefited if no one else has from this today, but I am so <laughs> sure that so many listeners are, are just going to be loving these little nuggets that you're giving us. Um, so you know we we spoke about this whole grieving if you like um uh, grieving of a loved one and that you know we see it that tends to bring with it negative emotions um and we're sort of going through this process of of grieving a a life um are, are the steps the same do we do we have to see it i mean i've experienced um a fair bit of grief over the last few years um and upon reading about it they they've you know they've sort of said that there are stages of grief but you don't necessarily go through each one you know a, there's not a time frame and you don't necessarily go through them in order is it similar to what we're going through that are the are the feelings similar should we acknowledge that this is a big thing like losing a loved one or you know how, how can we I think it, it can be yeah, absolutely. I think it can be. I think that um, it, it looks different in some ways because what we're doing is we're grieving ourselves and we don't really know how to do that. And we kind of feel that perhaps we're being selfish by doing that. And so we tend to be unkind to ourselves. But absolutely, I think what we, you know, ultimately at the end stage of grieving is we want to get to a stage of acceptance but you don't want to do a spiritual bypass either because there are going to be steps and those steps are going to look different for everybody and so you when you they come up for you and when they happen for you it's always I think really good to be able to say well this is grief and this is what grief looks like for me and I think sometimes what we do is we get so involved in so grief looks like x for that person and so it needs to look that way for me and we don't need that pressure it doesn't have to um we might skip some of the steps we might sit in denial we might have a lot of bargaining uh, or we could have a mixed match of all of them and perhaps we might jump 
to and fro. You know, some days we'll feel we're making great progress and other days we'll kind of sit back and think, oh my gosh, where's this progress I thought I was making? And I think we just need to just, you know, be kind to ourselves and go, okay, well, this is what grief looks like for me. And maybe it doesn't look like what it looks for, for other people, but that's okay because this is my experience and this is my journey. And for me, a thought that I really love and that I use every day that gets me through everything is to kind of look at things, including grief, that everything is rigged in my favor. So this grief that I'm going through, whatever that may look like for me, is for my particular journey so that I can learn lessons and I can have growth that is tailor-made for me. And it doesn't need to look like anybody else's because it isn't anybody else's experience. It's my experience. And I think it's really good for us to be onto ourselves and to not compare what other people are going through because that's their journey and it's not mine. Which and is something I think it's really Sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's, when you talk about comparison, you know, that's that's huge, isn't it? As a as a mum, all of a sudden you step into mm. this world and you, it's all about comparison, isn't it? You compare what your mm. children are doing or how you're coping or, um, you know, whatever. So and not comparing your journey to somebody else's and, and what they're feeling, I think is a massive thing that we could all definitely do better at. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, the thing is, is we're never comparing apples with apples. So what we're going through, our sp specific dynamic, what that looks like, is not going to look like anybody else's because what we're throwing into the pot is very different. You know, you have your ways and your personalities and your strengths and your weaknesses and as does your husband and as does your children. And it's all going to be different because we are all different. And I think that's why comparison is so detrimental because we're setting ourselves up to fail essentially mm. because what we're doing is we're looking around but we're not comparing apples with apples and we're looking at how other people are doing it and that they're winging it too that's the thing is they don't actually really know either <laughs> it's hit and miss game often where we just keep trying different things until something sticks and I think the more we lean into who we are and what resonates with us and our own authenticity then it's going to work for us I'm a big believer that there isn't one size fits all we can't be because we're all such different mm -hmm. people and we can respond differently. You know, we could be in a situation, we could go somewhere and we could be sitting in a park and watching our children play and there would be an experience. How I process it and how you process it are going to be two totally different ways because it's going to go through different lenses and it's going to through, through different past experiences and different belief systems. And I think we just need to, kind of you know give each other a break really and say okay well this is their journey right now and this is what they're going through and to not judge and to not say oh I wouldn't do it that way I would do it this way and to not be critical because it doesn't matter what I think or what anybody thinks because they don't know what it is that's actually going on in that person what their specific journey looks like and what it's supposed to look like um, there were going to be specific lessons in motherhood that you have that are tailor-made for you and your children to have an experience. And there were going to be lessons that another mother has that's going to look different. And so I think it's just, you know, I always like to say that we just need to drop the judgment and drop the criticism and to just give each other a lot of compassion because it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. Yeah. 
it, it definitely <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 110% on that um so the 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 overwhelming message that I'm that I'm sort of getting from you um around this whole topic is this idea of acceptance would that be would that be fair to yes. say um absolutely so so if people are listening now and they're thinking oh, yeah like everything that Michelle just said you know I, I tick all those boxes I get that absolutely how how can they move forwards from this in terms of I guess some little actions if you like um because it's one thing isn't it to say you know well we need to um we need we need to be a more accepting and and drop that judgment and know that it's okay to feel like this and have gratitude um you know are there some things that somebody could go away and almost start to to work on um and, and how do they know what to work on you know they've taken all of this that you've said and then how do they know then right if i want to start doing this from here and feeling better about this then i can i can work on this one thing does that make sense yeah absolutely so i think first and foremost is awareness is key i think if we are just aware of ourselves and to have that great relationship with ourselves the truth is is that so many people um, abandon themselves and we're so focused on having good relationships with everybody else and making great relationships with other people that we lose the we lose that compassion for us you know we are harder on ourselves the conversation that we have with ourselves is far uglier than anything <laughs> anybody else you'd never dream of talking to your friend like you talk to yourself would you? never, <laughs> never 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 and I think the first thing to do is to be aware of that to be onto ourselves and to hear the conversation that we have with ourselves to hear the things that we say to ourselves because that conversation is what causes so much of our pain and suffering and people can do that by building a relationship with themselves. What I like to do when working with people is tell me your story. Let's hear your story. And there's a lot of ways to look at a story. The way I'm looking at my story, who I am and how I'm showing up in this life, is it serving me? And invariably it isn't because we carry so much guilt and pain and resentment and suffering around with us. And so I think the first step is to actually know what it is that we're saying to ourselves. And we need to spend time with ourselves. We need to get to know ourselves. Um, I think it was the, there was a movie about this, which is now ringing in my head. I think it might have been a movie with Julia Roberts is kind of ringing in the back of my head. Runaway Bride, I think it was called, where she had no idea who she actually was. Here she was as this adult who had been a chameleon, um, depending on who it was that she was dating at this time. But she didn't know who she was. And I think to a large degree, we all kind of suffer from that. We don't really know who we are. We can't be a friend to ourselves if we don't spend time with ourselves and get to know ourselves. And so it's good to ask yourself some questions, just as you would want to get to know somebody you've just met. Essentially, you actually want to get to know you. And so it's really nice to work through some 
questions like, what is it that I actually like? What is it that motivates me? And don't accept, I don't know, as an answer. You know, you really want to dig deep and say, okay, I need to fix my relationship with me. I need to build, even if it's just building a stronger relationship with me, I need to get to know me. And a great way to do that, obviously, at times is by writing. Um, if you And I know it's not always convenient because we don't always have time. But even if you just take a couple of minutes a day just to write to yourself a little bit about who you are, what motivates you, what you don't like, to just kind of get an awareness. And also, again, to just be curious. Be curious about who you are and what makes you tick. Because if, when we lean into that curiosity and we're genuinely interested in knowing who we are, it really is fascinating what gets revealed to us. And so that's always the first step. And the thing is, is that it sounds simple, but it takes time. Yeah. It's a process and it's an ongoing process. You know, I think a lot of people would kind of think, oh, okay, well, that sounds easy enough. But we need to be really honest with ourselves and to show ourselves a lot of compassion through that process and to drop all the judgment because we judge ourselves um, terribly, actually. Yeah. And to just be, I want to know. I want to know who's me. I want to know what I've repressed. I want to know what I've ignored. You know, there is a child, you know, we as, as mothers are so involved in our children, but there is a child in each one of us who still wants to be heard, who still wants to be acknowledged. And for that to happen, for who we are, the truth of that to come out, we need to be a friend to us. And so writing is a really, really nice way. For people who don't like to write or they don't have time to write, I also recommend maybe doing a recording um, on your phone. You know, you can always do a voice note to yourself or some. you can get those apps where you can do a, like a brain dump really of what I'm thinking, what I'm going through. And it's fascinating to listen back to it or to read it back to yourself because there are things there, there will be patterns that will come up for you. And it will be really great to note, take note of those patterns because the subconscious is wanting to give you a message. Um, and it's really good to just kind of sit up and take note of that because if we don't, it's just going to perpetuate. It's just going to always be there. Um, until we do. Another great tool to just be um, aware of that we can use is when we have that critical voice in our head that does come along and it berates us and it says all the mean and kind critical things to us is to not identify with it and to take a step away from it and to name it something like Bob or Jane, a name that you don't identify with in your actual life. And when this happens, when the noise gets loud in your head and when the criticism is rife, you can recognize it as, oh, this is Bob coming to visit and to tell me something, or this is Jane being loud again or whatever, and to acknowledge it because it won't go away and just kind of be like, thank you, Bob, or thank you, Jane. I really appreciate it, but I've got this now. Um, and to be the louder voice, essentially, of that love and that compassion. You don't want to get into a fight. You don't want to get into a debate with yourself. You just want to acknowledge it and recognize it, but it's not you. You don't want to identify with it. And that really helps too. Great. I, I love that. Yeah, taking, taking away that identity and almost 
thinking to yourself, like, okay, Bob, or okay, Jane, thank you. You know, it, it's, it, yeah. it, it detaches you from it a little bit, doesn't it, I think, which yeah. takes yeah. away the power of, of it maybe um which is is huge so wow um I feel like we could talk about this or this all day long and I would love to talk about this all day long um but I know that this the it's mums that are listening um to to this and they need to um you know be able to listen to it in between um dealing with the children or whatever it might be uh so I think it's a good place to to finish it there keep it nice and and short and sweet um and you know then allow people to pick up any further work that they'd like to they've got a couple of great tips to be able to get on with so that's absolutely fantastic so thank you thank you for joining us thank you for your time thank you for having me you are very welcome and um i'll pop all the details down so people can look at where to find you because i am positive that they're going to listen to to what you've got to say and think yeah i need to i need to look at this more so um thank you very much so there it is the first episode of season two and i am sure you will now agree that there are many nuggets that we can take away from that so my recommendation would be to try just one of the suggestions that resonates with you the most from those that michelle suggests and see what difference that can make first don't forget if you would like to know more about the work that michelle does then head over to her on instagram or youtube at emotional resilience coach So for now, send in love as always. Mm